Welcome to Triumph. This is a show about God's mercy and grace uh, uh, for those people who have experienced an abortion in their past. I'm Tim Welsh, and this is my wife, Joe. Hello. Yeah, we've we've been in the car together today already, so you don't really have to say hi, right? And I'm a little tense from the drive. Well, are you angry, though? I'm not angry. You're not? I was just a little... That car horn. Anything there. I can do to make you angry? Or <laughs> no, I, you don't, you don't want that. Have already done that? You don't want that. <laughs> okay, so this is Joey and I have both ex, uh, have experienced an abortion in our past. Um, it, mm-hmm. it was our child, mm-hmm. and uh, and we try to have a conversation here on Saint Gabriel Radio um, about that experience, so that it helps people a little bit. And I, I, I have to say, you know, we. We live in a really angry world right now. It just seems to me people are very, very angry. And yeah. and that guy that I almost cut off on the way here. It was uh, an accident. You were it, it you didn't mean to. No, I didn't. But I wonder, you know, uh, there are a number of responses he could have had to that. Mm-hmm. I didn't see anything overtly, but I wonder if he was angry at me. And I wonder if he was or he's just i mean he's he certainly he certainly backed off and and avoided me yeah he did slow down to get <laughs> he was off way your tail. behind me all of a sudden he got um, out of your blind spot uh, well that that well, that's true maybe he looked at himself and was like hmm maybe maybe i should not be just hanging out there you know but there's whole things that we there 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 are whole there are whole issues that we can't even discuss anymore because of our anger and there are whole there's whole phraseology that we can't use because of our anger. You know, if, and we talked about this uh, a little bit ago, just um, not very long ago. We, we talked about the notion of if you say, for instance, in this, in this, you know, highly volatile world, and this isn't a political comment, and it is, but it's just an indication of the anger. If, if you say, for instance, you think there's corruption in the election process. Mm-hmm. People immediately go someplace with that, and they right. immediately get angry. Yeah, it's an undeniable fact that there is some corruption in the election process. That has, that has nothing to do with any political party. It has nothing to do with anything. It just has. There, there, it's wacky. It's a little, and maybe it's not even corruption, but it's just a, anomalies. Maybe we call right. it or something. But it, I, I don't think that's news. I don't think that that this is the first time people have been like, hmm. It's not news, but it's turned into anger these days. You yes, know, we, it has. People become very angry when you talk about that stuff. And the whole, the whole um, uh, sort of political environment we live in just kind of feeds that anger all the time. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I just, I, you know, maybe, maybe at some point we do anger part three, which is what we can do in in our own little way to sort of dissipate that anger in this culture. Cause, cause somebody has got to stand up and do that. And, yeah. and nobody really is, you know, you don't, you can't, you, you can't trust anybody to really tell the truth. And that makes people anger, angry. You know, you've, you've got, um, uh, people that just stand up and they want to talk about unity at the same time that they're just sort of fomenting disunity and that kind of makes people anger, angry. Right. You yeah. know, you, you have all these things in this maelstrom of... of uh, well, who do you believe? I mean, oh, it, it, nobody believes that someone isn't um, saying something for their own 
self-interest. I mean, nobody, there's no person that can just bring that together, like um, John Paul. I mean, that would be St. John Paul. Yes. You're looking at me like, who are you talking about? No, I, um, I remember John Paul. I, I, I but you know what I mean? Like he was that figure or Mother Teresa. Those are people that you're like, they are pure and good. I can get behind what they're saying. But in today's world, I don't, I don't know who that is. Who yeah, can do that? You know, you and I have talked about this, and we're getting way off topic. Yeah, we are. But you and I have talked about in our lifetime, there was a time where Mother Teresa, John Paul, Ronald Reagan, uh, Lech Walesa, um, uh the guy from South Africa, I'm losing my mind. Um, Mandela. Nelson Mandela all walked the face of the earth at the same time. Yeah, it's amazing. And those folks were all, five of them were great leaders. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and you could trust, like you say, you could trust them. And maybe that's part of the... Maybe that's part of the equation that makes us all angry is just the whole lack of trust. I'm not sure. But. Yeah, I feel like so that's let's, it. So let's, um, let's get going. Do you okay. want to? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're five minutes in and we haven't talked about abortion at all. That's pretty good. <laughs> not on an abortion healing well, show. But. I guess not. But anyway, so let's recap what we talked about last sure. time. We did, we did anger part one. And we, that was packed. It was packed, and it, it's it's uh, it's not finished. I think we've got a part two today that's going to be a little bit packed, and I think we may even have a part three. We'll have to see how this goes. This is, uh, by the way, you know, this we don't really script this at all. We just kind of start talking and yeah. see what happens, and, and it drives you nuts. So apo- I'm sorry <laughs> for all you people out we'll there. We'll apologize up front, right? Um, so remember last time we talked about the types of anger. We talked about a passive-aggressiveness uh, kind of anger where you – you just, um, you just, you're just fine. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. fine. Nothing's wrong. Yeah. Nothing's mm-hmm. wrong. And then, then the cold anger where you, you just basically say nothing and withdraw. And then the third one was the more assertive and real volatile anger where you're yes. just screaming. And, Toxic. Yeah. Wanting to strangle somebody. Um, so, you know, those are the types of anger. And then we also talked about what, what triggers those angers. Mm-hmm. Those types of, you know, it can be a personal problem. It can be some something caused by another person. It can be an event in your life, or it can be just a memory. It can just be a past experience. And we've all got those where you just kind of, it ranges from, golly, I wish I would have said this, mm-hmm. to, boy, I, was, I never should have done that. And I, mm-hmm. you're angry with either yourself or somebody else. So yeah. Yeah. in the context of the abortion experience, we also talked about the, the word healing. Remember, we talked yes. about. I, I have a never being done. Well, yeah, and I have a I have a philosophy that we we don't we we give people false hope when we talk about healing per se. I mean, we, maybe we talk about recovery is a better word, or I, I'm not quite sure what the word is. But you know, we we use the analogy that you know, if you break your leg, you might walk with a limp for the rest of your life. You just learn to deal with it. You, you use the mechanisms to, to deal with that. And mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you never quite heal all the way. I've got a little broken bone in my left wrist that I broke when I was in college. And uh, it never actually uh, healed completely. It, it, it doesn't cause me any real problems. Just every now and then it kind of hurts. But, but it, never ca- it never causes me any problems. But it's a bony 
it never it never the bone never un uh, it's called a bony union but this was a fibrinous union and you, when i get it x-rayed it looks like it's still broken but mm-hmm. it's really not but it's it's just it never quite got all the way through so you wanted to talk this time about some of the ways to handle anger right mm-hmm. did so i now, so now you're looking at me <laughs> okay i've just lost you no um and i i kind of alluded to this in in our last show just um recognizing that anger and and um and and writing it down um just writing those letters to people that um you feel may have wronged you hurt you and never sending those letters we talked about that but also in a group setting it's so good to talk to other women and men that have had the abortion experience and be able to express it and kind of delve into what really makes you angry and 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 in that group setting, you know, one person says it and then everybody else is like, oh, wow, you you feel that way, too. It gives the license to um, being able to um, maybe finally express it or look at, you know, oh, I don't feel that way, but this makes me angry. So that that whole group setting is so um, important because you're not getting one point of view um, you're talking with other women or listening to other women that have had the experience. And it really is helpful to to just work through that anger and um, that, that woundedness. Um, prayer, especially, um, is very helpful. And um, I know I, I kind of talked about this last time that, you know, most women... Um, when you do that pie chart, when you talk about anger, it you're pretty much angry at yourself. So explain the pie chart again, because I okay in case someone wasn't listening. Yeah, before. so the pie chart is to um, divide the pie up um, among the people that you're angry with. And my personal pie chart is like half the pie. I'm angry at myself, and it's angry. You know, you're angry about okay. Here I am pregnant and the abortion experience. You're angry about all of that, that whole bundle. Um, and then you, it's very difficult to be angry at other people because ultimately it was you. And, um, but you have to recognize that there, there is probably some anger there, um, maybe towards your mother or, um, your father, the abortion um, person, you know, the people that work in the clinic, um, maybe the father of the child, maybe that uh, relationship was over and um, angry about that. There's just a lot of just a big bundle and um, being able to kind of recognize it. And I, I've said this before. You know, for me, the word anger, I never thought I had anger because I, I feel like anger is so, I, I look at it as being red hot, like that I'm going to explode. Um, and I've never been that person. I, I like to hold on to things and, you know, make people pay for years and years. <laughs> so it's really great. Amen. 
Um, <laughs> but um, I think it's in those, um, in those scars. Let's call them that. That you you were talking, kind of alluded to that broken bone piece. In those scars, it's where God's grace is. And I heard this um, priest talking about how he had this like paper cut. He got this paper cut and it made him so upset because this little tiny paper cut gave him a scar and it was an outward sign, a reminder. And when you think about a scar of an abortion experience, that's nobody sees that, Um, but you know, it's there and it's a scar that is causing you a lot of, a lot of problems. And, it's in that, he said, you know, it's that reminder, that scar. And I, I thought about it being a great um, kind of an analogy to, um, to the abortion experience because a scar is kind of, you look at it as a violation. And, um, but God's mercy is so great and it's in that woundedness it's in that scar that violation where he really um um just helps you at least recognize and heal a little bit from it so um i don't i don't take the whole thing you know god's mercy lightly because in the in the abortion experience and the aftermath, you do a lot of um, introspective looking, you know, you're looking at yourself like, why, why did this all happen to me? And maybe you get angry at God, but he's there wanting to um, help you heal. And um, what was the other thing? Um, well, this would be a good time for me to tell the folks that they're listening to okay. to St. Gabriel Radio. You're listening to Triumph on St. Gabriel Radio. This is a conversation between uh, Tim and Joanne Welsh that that we hope is valuable for those people who are who have experienced an abortion in their past and they they'd like to recover from that experience. And we just kind of explore some of the other um, uh, some of the issues surrounding that experience. I. I've got a couple of I, I have a couple of questions, and these are questions that you'll love because I don't know that I've ever asked them to. Great, them, these are the best. These are the best. So, uh, and by the way, that was a great insight just just a second ago. But but what the first question is, what makes you angry today? It. What makes me angry today is the continual lie that we're told about the abortion experience. Now, surgical abortions are down in the U.S., but um, mostly because um, women are resorting to the, you know, the abortion pill. So that doesn't, that doesn't like erase all the other stuff that comes after I mean, it could be even worse. I would feel outside of outside of the abortion experience and outside of the issue of abortion. What makes you angry today? I mean, in a broad sense. 
Um, just, oh, I love it when you ask me these questions. Well, we can get back to it. The reason I'm asking is I'm wondering if the same things make you made you angry, you know, the the whole time that you were suppressing the abortion experience versus today. I'm wondering if there's a if there's a difference between if it's if it's less of an inward anger and more of an outward anger. I, I just I'm just it's yeah it's probably too deep a psychological point for either one of us to handle. But yeah, I just yeah. wonder. No, I think I mean I am. I don't get as angry. I used to get very angry at our children because they weren't doing what I wanted them to do or thought they should be doing. And, um, you know, that was a lot of, that was a lot of my anger. And maybe that was just, you know, I was, I was angry at them because I didn't know how to be angry at myself or whatever, um, or how to express that. And I thought they're, they're doing what I wanted would be like, the source of my happiness. So (laughs) do what I want and then I'll be happy. Um, Mm -hmm. But today I I get angry just about kind of the, the culture and, and where people are trying to push our young kids. And that makes me angry. And just Mm -hmm. that, um, that whole lack of um, just, being thoughtful and being like not just listening to what you hear and go okay that's the way it is but it's more of a and and i could see that in you the reason i asked the question is because we've had this discussion before you're you're so much more joyful today than you were 15 years ago i mean there's a true joy in you and i i i have often wondered about so so what you've just described is more of a an unselfish anger versus a selfish anger yeah i mean maybe so there yeah. was a selfish anger about oh my kids aren't doing what i want or, or tim's not doing what i want or whatever it happens mm-hmm. to be but now mm-hmm. it's more golly look what they're doing to our kids you yeah. know and that's yeah. that's an outward more unselfish anger. yeah that that's the reason i asked the question yeah right? and probably prior to this i was it was probably anger and it, but it was pride it was it was based in pride because yeah. i didn't want anyone to um think that i wasn't perfect yeah which indeed you are so right. you, know, you are an angel yeah. uh, finally someone's recognizing the paragon that. of perfe- yeah. perfection anyway yeah. so the the other question i had was um so you wrote letters to people you know you wrote a letter to an ex-boyfriend mm-hmm. you wrote a letter to me you wrote a letter to your mom i think and mm-hmm. i think you wrote mm-hmm. a letter to your dad is that right yeah and I don't know if you, I think those were the four letters that you wrote. Yeah. And they were, I know they were very hard to write. And, and in my case, you read the letter to me. And I, it, it, was, uh, it was very heartfelt. It was very difficult to hear, but it was necessary for you to go through that to begin that sort of recovery stuff. Sure. So, but the question that I have is what can, what can somebody a loved one do for someone going through the abortion experience who has, who has sought healing. And I mean, what could I have done? What did you want me to do? Because frankly, there were so many revelations. I mean, I, I remember the day we've, we've sort of hashed this over many times. I don't know if we've done it on air, but, but I, um, I remember the day you told me you were pregnant Mm -hmm. 
and you told me you were going to have an abortion, and there wasn't any turning back. Mm-hmm. And and I said, um, and I said what you know everybody told me to say, and that is that hey, whatever you do, I'll I'll be with you. You know, what it's mm-hmm. your choice, all that stuff. You know, that garbage. Right. Well, ultimately, when we started talking about this thirty years later, it, it was. You really wanted someone. You really wanted me to say, "I love you," and we can do this. Don't, don't, don't even think mm-hmm. about the abortion. We'll, we'll, we'll be able to do this together because of our love. Um, but, and that's what you kind of want. Are there, are there any sort of hidden nuggets that that a partner or a loved one can do for someone going through this process that that we would just never think? I mean, men. You know, or clueless. Yeah, well, yeah okay. that that was a, that's a good word. Clueless okay. is is the right word. So, yeah. when, what is it? What is it? Yeah, that we and could uh, have golly, done? that's that's a million dollar question because you think Maybe about that's another show or something. Yeah, but I mean, you think about you know now I have heard of women that are seeking abortion. They're in a relationship, and you know it's always messy. You know, they're they have an ex, or maybe he's not yet in an ex, and they have a they're pregnant by somebody else and you know and it's messy and they seek an abortion and you know it's really hard to express that this is going to mess up your life they even because maybe they look at me and think well seems like you survived but it's hard to express how this is going to affect you and how it's just going to mess with your life so much. It, it's it's just very hard. They can think about, okay, if I have a child now, how that is going to, that's very tangible, how that's going to mess up your life. Not mess it up, but, you know, it's going to change your life. That's a very, that's a very fascinating point that I had never really thought about, and that is that um, it's the lesser of two messes, right? right. I mean, I mean they, they believe that they have, that their life can't get messier than it is. Right. When in fact the abortion will actually do that. Right. It'll just add to the mess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they think that the child is going to be the messiest. And yeah. having a child and being responsible for this child for 18 years where it's okay, I'll take on this burden. I'll I'll take on this burden of mental anguish and unresolved grief because that's far less than taking on a child for 18 years. If they even recognize that there is such a thing as unresolved grief. Right. I mean, right. You, you I mean I, I'm just I know. projecting. Yeah, I get it. But I mean, I, I think it's the lesser um, of the two. And, you know, how do I convey that? How do I, you know, most people will say, oh, well, you're just, a, you know, you're a crazy right to lifer. Um, you know, how do you, how do you express that when, you know, I say it's, you know, you're, you put yourself through this mental torture for 30, 40 years, or maybe till the day you die. And at the, in that moment, they can't think that, oh, well, that sounds terrible. That sounds worse than just having a child. <laughs> Does that make sense? Is Am I making sense? You. You are making sense, but you're not answering the question. The question was, what can 
This is a real conversation, right? <laughs> this is how we do it. This is this is not. We're not pulling. So what's punches. the question the, again? The question is is <laughs> what could the partner have done, or what could those folks who are loved ones do for someone getting going through this experience? I mean, what is it? I mean, because the, there's having that, an what, open conversation, having a conversation, being a support, being just expressing that like you know this isn't all just about you this is us um that that i'm not sure that that would work but that would be a big a big factor it's it's a it's a question that that is is uh hard, i don't, I don't hard know if anybody answer. knows the answer well because the woman may not tell anybody i right, mean right. the the loved ones may not even know Right. It's kind of like it's 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 kind of like when I finally saw it, um, the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous. You know, I thought, well, nobody knew. Well, everybody knew I was an alcoholic. Except right. I just thought, no, nobody can tell. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. But there's no oh, there's no overtness to to this. Right. All. Right. Yeah. I mean, when you have a child, obviously, okay. When you have an abortion, that's all a scar, an inner scar that no one that no one knows. So yeah. I don't have the answer. I think support and, you know, just talking with the person. Certainly not. Certainly once, once one uh, finds out that a woman is going through or a man is going through that healing process, that's uh, uh, the, the, the non-judgmental support is, is really good. Absolutely. Because the judgmental stuff is what women are most, I think, afraid of. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. You've been listening to Triumph on St. Gabriel Radio. If, if you or anybody you know is going through, uh, suffering through a past abortion experience, you can do a couple of things. One is you can go to BethesdaHealingMinistry.org, um, and there's a number out there you can call and there's some really kind and compassionate and non-judgmental people out there waiting to waiting to talk to you and help you work through it and otherwise you can um you can listen to this show and 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 hopefully gain a little bit of knowledge and and a little bit of help going forward so god bless all of you thanks joe it's been fun yeah again. thank you yeah boy oh boy <laughs> hey we'll see you the next time god bless every one of you